Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. I'm the kind of person who always carries around a drink bottle with me. I'll always have one in my hand or in my bag or in my car or wherever it is. Are there any, any others out there who always love to hydrate, always have a water bottle on them? And I reckon this began way back in primary school because I remember that I would, I would always have a full water bottle sent off to school in the morning with a full bottle, sometimes even with cordial in it. Um, that was a lucky day. Or if it was a really hot day, you'd have it half frozen into an ice block to keep it cool all day. But there was one day, I reckon this was grade one or grade two or something, where I had a bottle of Gatorade to take to school, which to the six or seven year old me, that's like the coolest thing ever. Um, and it had like, like now I reckon Gatorade bottles have just the open top that you drink from, but it had like a pop top sort of thing. And I was thirsty during the day and I popped up the lid and tried to have a drink, but something was wrong and nothing seemed to be coming through. Now, being a boy, I didn't ask for help to try and figure this out. I just tried harder and tried harder and <laughs> tried and tried to drink from this bottle. And by the end of the day, I, I'd convinced myself that I was actually tasting a little bit of liquid coming through. It's probably just my saliva being recycled. <laughs> um, but I thought that I could taste some of the sweetness coming through. So I was like, oh, maybe it's, it's only letting through a little bit of liquid. It's, that's just how it's supposed to work. But then I got to the car at the end of the day and my mum noticed my bottle was still full, so she unscrews the lid and takes off the foil seal that was covering the top. <laughs> and the difference between thinking that I was getting a little bit of liquid, getting a little bit of drink out, and actually gulping down this delicious sweet Gatorade um, was just, what a difference. And it was probably even more refreshing because I was pretty dehydrated, probably. And I reckon this is the difference between what my faith life was like for the first 20 years of my life and what it was like afterwards. Because I was, I was a good Catholic boy and had received my sacraments and went along to Mass and I was an altar server and um, even when I was at high school I went along to a little prayer meeting we had and, and I was serving in different ways in my parish. Um, but then there was a shift and I, I had a profound experience of discovering what the Holy Spirit really does to our Christian life. And it was as different before as trying to suck dryly on a bottle that's sealed um, and drinking down that delicious sweet liquid, the refreshment of it. Um, and this is the difference, really, of living our Christian life in the power of the Holy Spirit or trying to live it without the Holy Spirit, without living by His power. Um, and it's not that I didn't have the Holy Spirit all those years, like... I'd had my sacraments, the, the Holy Spirit was definitely there within me, um, but it was just as I, I had the bottle, I had all that sweetness and refreshment in my hand all day at school, but I wasn't able to drink from it. I wasn't able to taste that and, and experience it, really. So it's not so much the difference between having the Holy Spirit and not having the Holy Spirit, but I think the difference there was between having the Holy Spirit and really living by the Spirit. Um, and it's a radical difference. And this is what Paul is talking about in our second reading today. He first, he first talks about, this, this, is the, this is what comes from 
living from ourselves and living for ourselves, and he lists things like drunkenness and fighting and quarrelling and indecency and idolatry. These are the kind of things that come from that. But then he describes what comes from living by the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, kindness and patience, goodness and trustfulness, gentleness and self-control. These are the fruits of the Spirit that he describes. And just as in English, in that the Greek language that Paul was writing in, fruits has that double meaning that it has for us. It's both apples and oranges and pineapples and pears um, and whatever other fruits you want to brainstorm. But it also means the outcome of some action or some behavior. So what Paul's saying is, if you live by the Holy Spirit, you're going to experience love and joy and peace and patience and kindness, etc., etc. If we are cooperating with the Holy Spirit and what He wants to do in our hearts and in our lives and in our families and in our communities, then we're going to experience these things. Um, And also he's saying that, that like, there might be some good experience, some good feeling by the fighting or the, the, the things that he mentioned in the first list, you know, um, if we're fighting or we're getting drunk or we're getting back at someone, you know, that might fill some need, some kind of desire in our hearts and it might feel good in the way that scratching an itch kind of feels good, but what the Spirit brings is very different, he says, very different. Um, the love and peace and joy that we discover really in the Spirit are vastly different from those other experiences. Um, And also, I'm not saying that in those first 20 years of my life, I never experienced love or joy or peace or goodness. Um, I've had a pretty good life. I think there was lots of love and joy and peace and goodness. Um, But I can also see that it was very different afterwards, my experience of those things in the Spirit. And part of that shift for me was, though, recognizing that the peace and the goodness and the joy that I'd experienced was from God. Particularly, I was able to recognize the the goodness that I saw in my relationships in particular and in in my work with my parish. I knew that there was a goodness there and I'd experienced that in some way, but I didn't know whether I knew God. I didn't know whether I exactly believed or not. That wasn't that clear to me, but I was able to express this prayer that if, if you, Lord, are what's behind this goodness that I'm experiencing... If you are the goodness that's the source of this goodness, then I want you. And then my life had purpose, and I was hungry to know God. I wanted to share the great gift of faith that I discovered when when this shift had come about. Um, I had no idea how on earth to share that at the time, but I knew I wanted to. Um, And I knew that God loved me, which really transform my life. And Jesus says today that when the spirit of truth comes, he will reveal to you the complete truth. I think this is what the spirit does. He takes what we may have experienced, the love and joy and peace, the kindness and the generosity that we've experienced in those ordinary ways in our lives, but he kind of turns it up to 11, takes it to the next level. The kind of peace that scripture says, the peace that only the Lord can give. Yes, we've experienced some love, but the kind of love that casts out all fear. We may have experienced joy, but what about that joy of which the scripture says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. That's a different order. 
And so I was experiencing that goodness and I was experiencing that love and joy and peace, but it wasn't overflowing in my life. And this is what we should expect when the Holy Spirit really moves in us, an overflowing of these things, a real transformed way of living because the Spirit's always got more for us. So I'm sure you've all experienced these different things as I had, the love or peace or kindness in your life in different ways, but do you want more of that? The great thing about God is that there's always more on offer. The Spirit's always got more for us. This is a wonderful day to, to step in and, and invite that more that God has for us. And every one of us already has the Holy Spirit with us. We have some drink in our bottle, um, but if you're, if you're baptized, um, like I was when I was little, then God definitely gave you the Holy Spirit. He poured it out into you in that moment. Um, that's what the sacraments are. They're a guarantee of it. And he doesn't give half the Holy Spirit. Um, and perhaps some of you aren't baptized. That's cool. But if you've somehow managed to make it into the pews of St. Benedict's or even onto our live stream today, then the Holy Spirit's doing something in your life. We can't even begin to search for God or seek him out without a nudge from the Spirit to put us in that right direction. So if you've found your way to join us today, then the Spirit's there moving somehow, at the very least looking over your shoulder, um, present to you in some way. So how then do we open up, as Paul invites us, to, to take the seal off the drink bottle, as it were, and, and begin to actually drink from the Spirit, to live from the Spirit. Um, as Paul describes to us at the, at the end of this, this kind of discussion in the letter to Galatians we read today, he says, if, since the Spirit is life, let us be directed by the Spirit. If, if the Spirit is the source of all this goodness and joy and love, let's be directed by the Spirit. Let's live from the Spirit. Let's be filled with the Spirit anew. So that's the one thing that I'm encouraging you to do today, that's the simple encouragement that we want to do in our Mass today. Open up to the Holy Spirit to move in a new way that we can truly live by the Spirit, live from the Spirit. But how on earth do we do such a thing? <laughs> what does that look like? How do we actually respond and make that invitation? How do I get more of the Holy Spirit? Um, first thing to note is that the Holy Spirit isn't actually a thing that we can get more of. You know, it's not just like a drink that we can drink more of and then we have more Holy Spirit. It's not just, you know, a food that we can shove more in our faces and then we have more of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit isn't a thing, he's a person. And we can't make him do what we want. Since he's a person, we can't make the Holy Spirit do what we want. But the good news in that is that the Holy Spirit wants to transform your life. He wants to see your life overflowing with joy and with peace and with goodness and with faith. He's waiting to move in us in new ways and to lead us into that more, reveal more of God to us. So instead of trying to grab hold of the Holy Spirit, the way that we can do this is really by inviting Him in, by opening ourselves up and letting him come as he wants to renew us and revive us. Um, I think it takes a bit of what Father Dan was talking about last week, where he's talking about if we say, 
thy kingdom come, Lord, we also need to say a bit of my kingdom go. It takes a bit of surrender that if we want to be led by the Holy Spirit, maybe we need to let go of that tight control we have over everything in our lives. We need to come before him with the humility to let him reveal what he wants to reveal, to let him lead us where he wants to lead us. So, perhaps for you that means recognizing the fruits of the Spirit that you've already been glimpsing in your life, um, just as I had, but recognizing that that's, that's a sign of God's work in your life and opening up to God who is behind that, opening up to the more that he has for you in store. Maybe for you that's opening up a corner of your heart or some sphere of your life that you haven't been able to invite God into yet. Some, some area that, that you're holding on to and, and you know, that feels comfortable if you're holding on to it, but to invite the Spirit to move in that place. Maybe for you, you have no idea what that looks like. You have no idea what opening up to the Spirit might do in your life or, or how you want to do that, but if you're willing, you can just be open in this time and respond and step out. So I want to give us a moment now if you'd like to join with me to step into that, that posture of surrender before the Lord. That posture of inviting Him in to come and, and have a say and move and maybe transform and change us a little bit to see these fruits come forth a little bit more. To breathe upon our lives in a new way. The, the Hebrew word for spirit is the same word as breath. Ruah. So let's invite the Holy Spirit to breathe in us in a new way, a fresh breeze that's going to bring new life to us. I invite you to sing this with me if you're, if you're willing to open up to what the Spirit might want to do today. You can have it all, O oh Lord, every part of my Take this life and breathe on This heart that is now yours You can have it all, Lord Every part of my world Take this life and breathe on this heart that is now yours. Come, Holy Spirit, breathe in us your new life. Let your breath flow through us and overflow the joy and peace that we haven't known before. Reveal to us that more that God wants for us. Blow through into those areas that are in need of healing or in need of renewal and revival and refreshment. We invite you to truly live in us that we can live by your power, not by our own power. Holy Spirit, come.
You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.